Hey there. Welcome to the in-between. Uh, we are without Chris. We, we talked about this last week. Chris is in Harbacoa. Sorry, Colson, how do you pronounce it? Uh, well, Harbacoa. Okay. Jarabacoa. Jarabacoa. Um, Nicaragua. He, he's in the, the Dominican Republic. Um, and uh, y'all pray for them because they had a rough time getting there, evidently. Um, and and evidently it's going to be kind of a long trip getting back too. So um, e- even without any delays. Yeah, I think if everything goes well, he's still looking like a 14-hour travel day. Yeah, so that's that's going to be a little bit tough. So y'all, y'all pray for all of the people, but definitely pray for your pastor um, who's supposed to preach the day after he gets back. Mm-hmm. So um, if you don't see him on Sunday and we're doing something else, that's why. Um, or he, you know, got COVID. That's to stay. Oh my goodness! So uh, all the things that could happen. It's it's kind of crazy. Don't but jinx it, man. It's, don't jinx it. You know, uh, we're yeah. We're not in not. control. We're yeah. not in control. Oh, we're, we're not. We're not. Nothing super, I could say. We're not superstitious. We're just I'm not a superstitious, but I did play baseball. Um, <laughs> which we're a little is to say that I am superstitious. Anyway, Paul, were you ever superstitious in baseball? I mean, it's totally off topic, but. Uh, I had my like routines. Yeah, Paul you know, like, really yeah, played things. baseball in high school. I did yeah. not. Well, and I, yeah, I just played with a lot of people who are a lot better than even me. But yeah, no, you kind of get in those habits. That yeah, yeah, it's described as that. I'm not really thinking like, oh, it's gonna go bad if if it don't didn't put on my magic underwear type thing. But you know, <laughs> yeah. there were guys who did. But you had magic underwear. But we, you had. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, you had to wear. I mean, it, it's it's not like something was gonna like go it. bad. But That's those right. were my magic but underwear. The, that, yeah. that is. <laughs> they were just they were just magic. Uh, uh, it was before Harry Potter or I wouldn't be making jokes about what was on the magic underwear. Anyway, um we are uh Paul introed us into first Peter two. Which <laughs> did have Travis came up uh between services and he's like, So what you're telling me is we spent all this time just getting through chapter one only to start chapter two, and it really should be the end of chapter one. We're still in one. <laughs> Very valid point. That's, that's funny. That's a good that's a good way to think about it, Travis. That's great. Um but it was a great intro. Um fantastic job. I loved the reminder um that even though you have heard some of these things before, like let's let's sit in them and and try to make sure that the Holy Spirit is um, having time to actually work on our hearts. There was a there was a time I was asking Dad one time about being a father and how terrible I am at it. And I was like, it just seems like so many of the times, like I know what I'm supposed to be doing, but I don't do. I mean, you know, this is a mm-hmm. Romans seven moment. Um, but uh, he was like, yeah, I I would always get upset with myself because you know my dad was preparing to preach a sermon like my entire childhood and uh he was like i would be in my uh room or in my study and i would be studying and i'd be like lord change me and i would get up and go out of my room and like do the exact opposite Mm. with y'all and he was like i finally just um i got convicted that i was expecting like i wasn't sitting in any of that Mm -hmm. discipline i wasn't like 
actually letting um, that work happen before I tried to go implement it. Um, and, you know, it's not, not an overnight thing. So anyway, this is, uh, I think, I think all of these things that we're talking about are things that we um, need to need to be evaluating. And honestly, part of the reason we do the in-between is because we're trying to help you remember um, what we talked about last week and prepare you for what we're talking about this coming week and to help you try to connect those Sundays in your mind and connect the the thoughts, you know, maybe remember the thoughts that you had on Sunday during the sermon or, or during worship or, or the, the worship service in general um, and, and try to uh, remember to live those out through the week. So I think we've talked about that before. Um, but this coming week, we're getting into one of uh, my favorite passages in First Peter. Um, I think it's one of Chris's favorite passages as well, um, where we talk about uh, the living stone that he is um, and how he is making us as living stones into a spiritual house um, or maybe a temple and that we are a holy priesthood. It kind of mixes his metaphors there. And again, this is funny because this is very Jewish language from Peter talking to um, mostly non-Jewish audience um, again. Um, but I think everybody would have had a re- frame of reference for what he was talking about um, inside yeah, of this. Yeah, whether it was a secular pagan temple or whether it's yeah, a Christian temple. Absolutely. Um, but um, it's it's also interesting that it's Peter saying this, talking about living stones and, and the building that's being built mm-hmm. when uh, when his confession was uh, of, of who Jesus was was when Jesus named him Peter or Rock mm-hmm. and on this rock stone um i will build my church um so i think this is this is also probably pretty important to peter um as he's um saying these things um and he as a uh yeah technical input because i think this is right um the stone here is actually lithos it's not lithos not um, not not petros Mm -hmm. Uh, you do i think one of the stones in verse eight i would have to pull it up to know which one the stone of stumbling and rock of offense. I do think the rock, a rock to trip, and a rock to trip over Petra. But the rest, the one when it's talking about the the living stones, this Let's, kind of oxymoron statement, like this one that it's like, no, how is a stone alive? And again, yeah. I think that that's exactly what is supposed to be drawn into. Yeah. Um, but yeah, this is this is a building stone. The lithos is not just like a, a pebble or a rock or mm-hmm. something unformed. Is this has a purpose. This is a stone for construction. Um, and again, this, this fits into what Jesus, what, what is said and true about Jesus prophesied about him when he fulfills. And then the crazy, crazy notion of, again, the way that Christianity would function and unlike any other system, a, a man would build right now. We are participants Yeah, that we, we are a, we are just the same construction material as he is yeah, standing next to him, supporting the building as he is supporting the building. Yeah. I mean, it's just, again, that notion, and we mentioned it in, pra- in uh, application on Sunday, this idea of, again, the only reason we get to um, have any success of putting away vices or, or, right. or adoning, you know, putting on um, righteousness is because he empowers us to do the work. Mm-hmm. 
and and invites us to participate in his work. And so, yes, it's it's that dual fold, kind of like what your dad said. Yeah. Of he's desperate for the Holy Spirit to convict his heart and change his attitude before his you know before any of us go before our kids, and we need that. We need to sit in that, but that doesn't just mean like, and eh, just you know. I don't have any responsibility for my heart. No. And I don't really have to work for it. And so no. it's like the, mm-hmm. you know, yes, you, you know, you, when you spend time in the word, you're not manifesting on your own ability through your own discipline, creating right. your own outcome. Yeah. But that's not like there's, it's just the, you get to wipe your hands of it and just say, well, it's not me. It's him. Yeah. When no, he's given it to you. Right. And so now it's how much you, are doing it. One of my professors always said this was like the, um, he always equated spiritual disciplines to power outlets, kind of a power cord, mm. kind of like the, um, it isn't that you're earning going through these disciplines to earn spirituality, but the source is there. And are you going to plug into it? It's like, it's already been given. It's already standing. Mm-hmm. Now, what are you going to, what are you going to do with that? Yeah. And so, and again, I always liked that idea of it takes, it doesn't diminish my participation in it. Yeah. I got to plug in. Right. But then it doesn't overemphasize the source. Yeah. It's like the, the quote that you were talking about on uh, Sunday of uh, having, having the Bible in your house is not like you may, you may drive, mm. you know, however long to get to church on Sunday, but having the Bible in your house the rest of the time, it's like having a power outlet and not ever plugging into it. If mm-hmm. you don't ever open the Bible. So you got to open the Bible. You got to read the Bible. You have to meditate on the word. All of these are disciplines. They're not a checklist for being Christian, but it's the power outlet that we have that if you don't plug into it, you're just wasting Mm -hmm. that opportunity. It's like having the AC, but never turning it on Texas (laughs) or setting it to 85. Oh gosh. (laughs) Every time I walk into one of our rooms, it's set to, what is it, 95? And I'm like, ah, oh, it's church. so hot. Um, yeah, at the church, not at my house. We don't have any of those. <laughs> we don't have any of those at my house. There are no, no rooms. Yeah, we. Lori and I are set to 68, but the kids are at uh, 95. We don't, they're fine. They're, they're never fine. in their rooms. It's fine. No, that's not true. Um, CPS, don't come for me. Um, but I love this, uh, and and like you were saying, the that we we get to be stones, building stones, just like uh, Christ is. But He is the cornerstone. Um, as He's, uh, is it Isaiah twenty eight that He's um, referencing? I think um, that uh, see, I lay a stone in Zion, a chosen and honored cornerstone. Yep, twenty eight sixteen. Um, and the one who believes in Him will never be put to shame. I love that verse. It's fantastic because i have a lot of shame in my life but um it's for another day um but he is the cornerstone and a cornerstone like paul was saying is not just any rock it's not even like uh, or it's it is like but it's not even uh just one of the building stones a cornerstone is like a perfect rock for the corner of a house it has to be the right size it has to be the right shape it 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 is perfect for building the rest of the house in accordance to so in that in that culture how they built houses and stuff like that do y'all know much about that because i don't know but i like i just all i know of cornerstones is what i see like when i go to a city 
and there's a mm-hmm. cornerstone. A plaque, yeah, yeah, a plaque on yeah. this cornerstone. Was that like structurally? Structurally, that was important, correct? Yes. Like to have a cornerstone. Yeah, I mean, it would, I, like it would be the that, first the first stone that was laid, um, and then the other stones are laid according to the cornerstone. Okay. Um, if that makes sense, does it make sense? Makes sense. I just didn't know if there was like any more significance to that. No, I think I mean uh, it. it it's, I mean, it is significant. Sorry, I'm yeah, not trying to no, diminish that. It is, and it's um, the confession that uh, Peter makes about Jesus. I think is what he's saying is the um, cornerstone of the his church. Mm-hmm. Like the the yeah, the confession is what he's going to build his church upon. Right, not him. Not Peter. And I, and I do again as the illustration plays out. Even as you're saying, if he stands as the cornerstone. And so what must we do? Yes. We must align ourselves to him. Yes. Um, and that's that's the whole point is that what the cornerstone serves the purpose of is it is the foundational starting point that mm-hmm. you have to align yourself to. And for the, for the Jewish nation, they, instead of aligning themselves to Christ as Messiah, they rejected the cornerstone. Mm-hmm. Um, and then that's where tripped it over becomes, him. yeah. Oh, Eshkelon, gotcha, gotcha. It becomes a stumbling block. Uh, in which then now Peter, and this illustration is communicating again to us through God's word that then a new nation, and we'll get to that um, in verse 9, a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a holy nation. We will be made a people. Gentiles now mm. become the people of God because now Christ is offered to them as a cornerstone, mm. and now they have a chance to align themselves. Um, and yes. I do I do think it's important as we're coming off of um, chapter 1 that there is still Peter does a you know Peter weaves in and out of these um, illustrations and he kind of you know shows it, w- it was take off the clothes then eat like a baby now you're a building you know and, <laughs> and, come on Peter and uh, <laughs> but in, in it I he's think he's like all of these all of these images fall short so we're just going to use <laughs> all just of them use all of them and say all of them at the same time because they all work um, but there's also a notion here of like there's an individual admonishment here um in a corporate understanding uh because we are we are now living stones ourselves but we are being put together as a spiritual house mm. as a royal priesthood yeah and so again uh coming made off for of, worship coming off of this notion <laughs> of brotherly love uh that we continue you know with our conversation into these these five vices that we were supposed to consider and then even our individual pursuit of them it's it's we have an individual responsibility, but we are unsuccessful in our Christian call to do so individually. That mm-hmm. there is still a corporate corporate understanding to our both our sins and then obviously the importance of letting him be our success. Absolutely. And that 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 individual and corporate is really important. Um and and I think it it's hard for us in, in America as Americans, as people who grow up in America and probably in South Africa, I have no idea. But um, sorry, that was for Colson. It's fine, or, um, or any other South Africans, or any other South. <laughs> if listening. you're listening from South Africa, from South yeah, Africa, make a note in the comments. Yeah, um, exactly. Send us a message. Send us a message. But sorry, you're getting to it's it, it's, it's it's hard to uh, like. I I think we see it right now, um, but we we grow up in such a like individual um, mindset. Like you're. You're an individual. Yeah. You are unique. You are special just like everyone else. Um, and like that, 
that's such an override like you you and your truth and all of that like that's everywhere mm-hmm. um right now and and so the the idea of there being a corporate is hard to mm-hmm. really or and something to align yourself to yeah is is mm-hmm. is hard to um for us to understand and i think that you know we we buck that until we see the uh um i mean i think it's it's impossible to uh dispute the corporate nature of us as humanity until you see the mob nature that's also rampant right now that there's this tribalism that mm-hmm. happens on every side it's not one side or the other but like this mob mentality takes over and you have to like you have to align to the the mob on one side or the other or you're you know canceled mm-hmm. or whatever else and um we saw a little bit of that um recently in uh pop culture or not pop culture but in, in the christian christian social media social media world um those of you that aren't aware matthew west made a funny video and i'm going to call it a funny video because it was his intent to make a funny video about uh and modesty. I, I didn't see it we we, did, we haven't we seen nobody. it because heard, it got taken we read down. about we read about it read about this and i you know um here's the thing before we start this conversation i want to just go ahead and say that my mother is one of the wisest people i know and when I was growing up, she had a phrase that I think we just all need to take a breath and remember right now, and that is, choose not to be offended. <laughs> like, you don't have to be offended by everything that somebody does. If you think it's not funny, it's not funny, that's fine. But, like, he's obviously making fun. And you just, if, even if you think that he's not funny, like, just choose not to be offended by it. You don't have to be offended. That's not like a, anyway. But he ch- he he made a video about uh, modest being hottest, um, and it was basically him as a dad poking fun at I sure himself, but also a lot of dads that are trying to walk the line of I've got little girls, mm. and I need to protect my little girl, and so the way that I'm going to protect my one of the ways I'm going to protect my little girl is to tell her that she has to wear um, a turtleneck and slacks, turtleneck and slacks, and lol, lol. Like it's funny. Like we, and if you're not a dad, maybe you don't get the humor <laughs> inside of this. But we're all there. Every single dad's like, holy cow! Like my my mm-hmm. precious baby girl is not dating until she's 35. That's right. And that's only if I'm dead. <laughs> <laughs> and well and and this all came this so this came up from a conversation you you had with your neighbor, Paul. Do you mm-hmm. want to talk a little bit about that? Yeah, I again they they had an older junior high girl and then a high school girl and so they were asking me, you know, what I thought about it uh and I again had no idea I, no, I don't have I'm a social media that. presence or any of those things. And so it was news to me. It's amazing that Paul has a phone. Those of you that don't know, Paul's iPhone is a 5S. And if you don't know what that means, then this none of this is going to make sense to you. I almost took a picture of it. Somebody had like an iPhone 5 sitting in front of me in church on Sunday. I was like, I got to take a picture of that and send it to that's Paul and be like, right. you're not alone, not man. Alone. There are he's, others. He's basically Frankenstein this phone to keep it going. Yeah. 
<laughs> but my uh, so they were they were again. We've only read about this video. I hadn't watched it. Right. Uh, and 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 they weren't in the offended category. They were more in the like, hey, what do you think about this with you know girls and and working at a church type thing. And so again, I, I pleaded my ignorance um, and then kind of asked them what kind of things they've come across. And one of them, and probably most striking of where it fits into our conversation with what uh, First Peter's saying, um, is that they you know they were kind of trying to the mom in particular was reading a response that was written by an, uh, a sociologist that kind of said was pointing to this idea of like writing to these daughters of Matthew West saying, just wait till you're old enough and then you'll be embraced by us and our culture. And like, we'll come and we'll rescue you essentially from your dad, from your dad. Yeah. Like right now you're being sold the lie that your body is your dad's body. Um, it's (laughs) under his control. And, and again, that was like the, they're reciting this and kind of poking to it. I'm like, well, you know, how do we, and they're questioning, they're like, we want our daughters to know that, you know, their body is their body. It's not their body exists only to be shrouded from. Yeah. Because really it's owned by every other oppressive male. Right. And so they need to control it because the men are out of control type. Yeah. Non, you know, understanding, which really just, it's, it's a response because again, it's, it's a sad state. It's a sin and, and fallen world that yes, that there is such a, you know, predatory understanding of yeah, men and their sexuality and their consumption of women in and that, that. And that women are there for men's sexuality mm-hmm. is like, that's a lie. It is a lie. I mean, a, it's totally a lie. It's absolutely a lie. There's nothing right about it. There's no kernel of truth inside of it. It is not, no, it is not true. And so it's like, and that was the reflection of like, even my own daughters of like, I want to raise them, um, understanding it, that there is a world of misogyny, that there is a, a world that is broken and a system that they're going to participate in yeah. that isn't going to be correct. But at the same time, I can't then go with the message of, well, it's all yours. It's right. not theirs and no. it's all yours no. and you're in control, your body, your choice, all those different kind of things of the responsibility of you, you choose your modesty as God has given you your body. Right. And it's, but that's, the notion is still erroneous because it's not theirs, meaning it's not man's control. It's not Matthew West's as the dad. No, it's not the girls as the individual. Ultimately it's the Lord's that our body is not our own. And so you can't give the message of, well, it's just your body when it's no, it's actually not. And here I, here we are reading again of like, yeah. Well, so is it my house I'm building? Is it, I'm standing as a stone alone. No, yeah. you you have an identity. God has spoken. Yeah, He owns your body. Yeah, and what, then, go ahead. What Paul or Paul? It's what uh, Colson was saying at the beginning. We we believe that there is a God, and He has spoken. Yeah, like, you're you're not in charge. As I say to my little babies all the time, like <laughs> you're not in charge. Right. There's a there's a cornerstone to align yourself to, and exactly. it's your decision. Are you going to align yourself to him right. or is he then going to be a stumbling block? And, and that cornerstone tells you that you're, you have been made in his image, that you're the way that you were made is beautiful. Mm-hmm. Like is, is good. Like he, he loves the way that he made you. Your body is good. And I would say that like my, my wife, um, it's funny, like one of the things that I was 
surprised by whenever I got married is my wife does not, um, honestly, like in her insecurity, she is not insecure because she's afraid of what I will think of her body. She's not really afraid of what any other man will think of her body. She's afraid of what other women will think of her body. And I was like, that's not even the patriarchy. Like you're, you're talking about the other women, like, and, and they're not right either. If they, if they're, you know, getting judgy about anything like you're, you're made in his image and he loves what he has made inside of you. He thinks that you're pretty amazing and, and enough to, you know, sacrifice himself for. And anyway, so there's all of these like people that are competing for who should have control over your body. And even Mm -hmm. the people that are saying like, you should have control over your body are kind of hoping that you'll have control over your body in a way that makes them feel good about themselves. Right. Um, or get something from you. And the, really the only person who's inside of this saying like, no, I know what's best and you're all wrong. Like, is the one who made you yeah. who's trying to align you with Jesus Christ and, and the one who, so the, the one who has authority, ultimate authority over you, but then yeah. has also established authorities for you. Yes. And we'll run into that when we get to verse 13, be subject to who for the Lord's sake to every human institution. And so again, there's like a level of, and we almost got to this line with my neighbors of some, <clears throat> you know, my, my girls go to school and thus can't have, straps less than three Certain, fingers yeah. with or yeah, whatever, whatever the rule is. is. Um, Shorts so have to go past the fingertips. Right. And and like there's that. a way where you can, you know, say, well, that's just an, an oppressive rule and it's taking away your Made individual by men. choice and it's to yeah, suppress beauty or it's to used as an opportunity to say, or then it's the institution. Yeah. And so we, we can be subject to it. Why? Because unto the Lord's sake. Why? Because it doesn't go in conflict with what he is saying. Right. And so, yes, we, we need to throw out the garbage of untruth behind the, behind that, but we can still participate and operate within it and still point to him. Yeah. It's not undoing his ultimate message. And when it's undoing his ultimate message, then we have to take another line of action. Yeah. And to my daughter, who's, you know, maybe listening to this in some years in the future, like, and, and you are doing daddy a favor by dressing modestly so that that's one less thing that I need to worry about. But anyway, that's, a that's, that's a really short, uh, dive into, into this. I mean, hope that you're encouraged. And if you're not encouraged, then please don't be offended. And if you are send your, uh, <laughs> send your complaints to info at southspring.org. <laughs> Thank you for listening to the in between. We'll see you next week.